0: Welcome to the Solar O&M Insider, the first podcast series dedicated to solar PV operations, maintenance, and asset management. This series is brought to you by Electries, a global solar asset care innovation firm. I'm Glenna Wiseman of Identity 3, your host. The role of software in solar performance management is a hot topic in the industry these days. At the recent Intersolar Asset Management Summit, organized by the Sunspec Alliance, software and its critical role in asset management was a central theme. In this episode, we're joined by a panel who contributed to the Intersolar event to dive into the role of software in solar portfolio management. And we are very pleased to welcome Joe Cunningham, Director of Operations at the EPC firm Sunny Energy LLC, John Previtali, VP of Environmental Finance at Wells Fargo, and Sampath, U.S. and Latin America Country Manager at Electris. Okay, so Joe, let's start with you. You've been involved with SunSpec for over five years and in the industry a lot longer. Can you share what takeaways from the Intersolar event related to software really struck you as critical to the industry? Sure.
1: Uh, Thank you, Glenna, and that's a a great question. Um, So uh, it it seems that uh, a lot of uh, good companies were were there presenting, uh, a lot of them uh, software companies, uh, with very good uh, software products, but it sounded like nobody felt that they had a product that was a complete system that could satisfy all customer needs. Um, possibly the uh, the companies that specialized in a uh, certain process area had the uh, the most traction uh, with customers, um, but uh, Customers seem to have their own needs, uh, their own wants, uh, so not really a standardized platform that uh, um, would satisfy even a a majority of companies. So it tells me that uh, software is still very much a custom product, uh, very little standardization. Um, and perhaps uh, more standardization, uh, starting even at the, uh, the data taxonomy level, such as uh, the work that we're doing with the uh, Department of Energy's Orange Button effort, um, can help drive some more standardization in software platforms.
0: Well, you are bringing up excellent points um, that I want to circle back with a little bit. So let's let's hear because I think the issue that you're bringing up around siloed data and non-standardization are really critical. So let's so let's get some input from everybody and then circle back to that if everyone is good with that. Um, John, can you tell us a little bit about your solar portfolio? It's quite large there over at Wells Fargo. And what software tools you are currently using on the performance side?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'd be happy to. So we've been financing wind and solar power projects for about 10 years. And we have a portfolio of about 325 distributed generation solar power projects and roughly 25 utility-scale solar power projects. And, you know, unlike an operator, um, we as a bank uh, do not operate projects uh, directly. We're actually prevented from doing that under um, federal law. Uh, but we rely on operators and asset managers to do that work on our behalf. And so we receive data from these, um, the operators and the asset managers And also from other banks who are um, monitoring the expenses and revenue of our projects. So we we have multiple data streams that are coming into uh, the bank, and um, we uh, use that data to monitor the performance of the projects, both on an individual project basis and on a fund level or a portfolio basis. And we monitor both the energy production and the, um, the economics of, of each one of the projects. Uh, we put, you know, we can consolidate all of this data into, um, uh, quarterly reports, uh, reports that we incidentally called tear sheets and also annual reviews. And, uh, you asked what software we use. You know, we, we, unfortunately right now we don't have a common platform for doing that. And, uh, So really, the software that we use is just, uh, you know, things like Excel and Word and and PDF, just anything that you would see in a normal office. Um, We we do have a database that we use to track some of the information, particularly the um, accounting information. It's our system of record, uh, and uh, that uh, software was... um, uh, pretty much custom developed um, within the bank. Uh, we use an accounting mechanism uh, for a good portion of our solar power projects and all of our wind power projects. That's called HLBV, um, otherwise known as hypothetical liquidated book value, and uh, and then there's a um, there's a, a leasing uh, platform um, that is, specializes in HL uh, BV accounting that we've used, uh, that we've integrated our own, um, uh, database with. And that platform is, is called ABC and it's from a company called Warren and Selbert. And it's a very, uh, kind of like customized and, and, and unique platform for, um, HLBB and leasing industry. Uh, but so other than that, you know, we don't really use any, any sort of, uh, software that is, um, you know, designed for use to support solar asset management or O and M. Uh, another thing to bear in mind is that we have very, as a bank, we as you would expect, we have very strict security requirements. And so, although um, there are some great, some, some very nice emerging asset management uh, platforms out there, uh, you know, that were. Uh, you know, uh, available for demonstration at, at InterSolar, and I'm sure we'll be at SPI. Um, the, it's it's unlikely that we would use a um, an asset management platform like that uh, because it would not exist within our firewall. However, um, we would gladly be recipients of data that our operators and our asset managers. Um, would provide to us through these third-party uh, asset management platforms or these software platforms. That would not be a problem at all. We just probably would not um, send any of our data up into up into the cloud uh, for use with those asset management platforms. Um, Joe mentioned the Orange Button Initiative, which uh, is something that I am very hopeful will help streamline the data exchange that we do. Um, Without going into too much detail, we do have an incredible burden um, on us, on our portfolio management staff, in going out and gathering the data from all these different sources that I mentioned before. Uh, Data comes to us in many different formats, um, Excel, uh, PDF, Word, various um, portals and whatnot. We have a small staff of people who go out and grab that data literally copy and paste it into um, Excel uh, for use in those uh, quarterly and yearly reports that I mentioned before. And that's a very arduous process. And in fact, it is a, an issue that is um, causing a, an inability for us to scale. Uh, We've had a um, it's uh, I There's stability um, in our staff, but uh, the work is very menial in nature, as you'd expect. But we expect our staff to, um, you know, do that work, but also make some of the most important decisions that need to be made about uh, managing these assets. And so there's a contradiction there. Uh, We hire staff who have um, exceptional engineering and business backgrounds um, because they need to make those decisions, but at the same time, we're asking them to do this very menial labor. I'd like to get to a point um, using, uh, you know, streamlining techniques like the orange button, data interoperability techniques, and and taxonomies like the, the orange button to uh, eventually achieve a goal where this data just comes to us automatically and is put right into. You know our database, and so we can generate the reports uh, automatically, and the people can spend the time actually just looking at them and, and analyzing the reports as opposed to creating them. And the other thing I'll mention is that that same sort of uh, data um, harmonization, if you if you will, can also be used for project finance. So I've been talking about portfolio management up in this time up until this time. But we also have a tremendous burden in acquiring data from disparate sources, um, hunting through, uh, you know, sometimes thousands of pages of documents um, in order to get data for the purpose of performing due diligence on projects that we finance. So I'm hoping that the Orange Button Initiative can also um, streamline the project finance process as well.
0: And from your point of view, the orange button, which I think is a really – would be a really good topic for us to dive deeper into um, on our series, Um, from your point of view, if that orange button um, data could be part of every single reporting platform that you get from who knows how many operators – for there are almost 400 different assets that you just described right if that was a cons- consistent thread in all of that then then that would reduce the level of menial task your team does i just want to yeah understand.
2: yeah there's no question that that would that would I- improve the ability to to get that data in in a in a you know regular format that then we you know we can accept and put into our database without that Sort of copying and pasting that goes on now, and you know and not only would it be great if you know all these platforms all these these asset management and operational platforms out there use the orange button, but also you know that the equipment uh, that we're actually installing um, on site as you know part of the solar power projects, the inverters, um, the data acquisition systems, the skate systems and so forth, also um, sent out data in a, um, a common format that, uh, you know, so we can see a consistency in data. So there's never any sort of like breakdown in data or need to, you know, sort through the data or replicate the data in a different way.
0: This is just such a huge side of our industry that I'm very excited that we're, that we continue to tackle this software and data conversation here. Um, let's, um, just, just before we kind of move on, um, John, how, cause you're, you're on the, you're on the recipient end of all of this data and all of these reporting, just uh, how many different kinds of reporting systems do you see for those 400 or so assets roughly?
2: Yeah, we, well, it really depends on the number of project development partners, mm-hmm. uh, who we've worked with in the past, um. I say that's, the, that's kind of like the, most, that's the strongest correlation because each project developer has you know, their own um, uh, business system that they use to generate what are called monthly operating reports, which is kind of like the conglomeration of the data that we receive. Um, and so I would say probably we have 10 different platforms that produce monthly operating reports for us just an estimate. It, it varies, um, depending on, you know, the consolidation of the industry. Um, so sometimes what will happen is that one company will buy multiple other companies and then they'll consolidate, uh, those other companies platforms into one. Um, but I would say on average, I would say probably we have about 10.
0: And Joe, how many are you using for your, that's,
1: um, that's a good question. We, we have uh, several monitoring platforms. We have uh, several finance uh, uh, platforms. Um, so we're on the order of uh, 10 to 12 different uh, software platforms that we're using. Uh, to manage
0: how many assets?
1: Uh, we're right around a uh, 1,000 assets.
0: And it doesn't really matter how big or small they are. They still have to be managed, right?
1: They all have to be managed. Uh, there is a, a difference between uh, a residential system and a large commercial or utility system, and the um, uh, how how minute you have to get with the uh, the data uh, that you are analyzing. But uh, basically, the functions are the same.
0: And Lax, how many approximately? How many sites is Electris managing right now?
3: We manage two hundred plus sites on on a single platform.
0: Okay. All right. So, so we, we, we begin to see the scale of the problem here in the industry, right? <laughs> um, and okay, so I'm just grateful that we're having this conversation. Let's move to you, Lex, for a minute, um, because we've got a lot of topics here we can circle, and we're just going to be able to touch on some of them and dive a little deeper maybe at another time on others. So Lex, you did a mini keynote at the Intersolar event, on this topic of software Um, what are the two of the three two or three of the main concepts that you tried to touch on there and maybe give us some uh, relation to how they relate to what we're talking about here
3: oh that's perfect because i think joe started out really well and john kind of wrapped that up as to what i was going to speak on which essentially is multiple platforms that is the fundamental issue here Uh, When you talk on multiple platforms, it's not just multiple platforms alone, but if you start diving into monitoring, there are multiple platforms. You dive into finance, there are multiple platforms. And you dive into CMMS, there are multiple platforms. Essentially, how do you consolidate all of that into a single integrated dashboard, right? So John talked about, you know, multiple monitoring systems, as did Joe. Um, Anytime you want to see a problem or if you're trying to manage a a particular site, you have to go to that monitoring platform to figure out what's going on, right? So, you know, a, a platform like Electris allows you to integrate all of the monitoring into a single dashboard as well as... You know all the alerts, the root cause analysis, trouble ticketing, resolution, and reporting all happen from a single platform. Hence, um, portfolio managers who have given us the task of managing their portfolio, it doesn't matter how many different monitoring platforms there are, how many different other reporting platforms there are, because we get all of that data, and we provide them with single reporting structure. This also helps in the overall management of the, of the power plant simply because, you know, what you get is data. Just this morning, I was listening to another part web, webinar, and they were talking about informa- converting data into information, which is nice. But I think there are two further steps to really actually managing these assets. From information, how do you convert that to knowledge, and from knowledge, how do you get it to wisdom? Right. I'll touch upon the people, uh, you know, a little bit later. But um, essentially, that's what we do. Is that's what we found in the conference as well. Is how many different platforms there were and how many different things that people had to manage in order to get the kind of reports that John was talking about. Well,
0: and and John, what the orange button part of it was discussed in depth at the event. What, mm-hmm. from your point of view, needs to happen uh, for that orange button data to make its way to you? I mean, I know that's a big question, and it's a short amount of time we're trying to cover that. But mm-hmm. just, you know, what, what would you, from your point of view, what would you tell the industry that they should be working on?
2: Yeah, I mean, they should just be prepared to use the orange button taxonomy uh, when it comes out later this year. Uh, to essentially define the uh, data in terms that um, are consistent with the, with the orange button taxonomy. So we'll be able to basically uh, import their data. So the, the taxonomy is a list of it's basically like a dictionary. So it's a list of terms um, and definitions uh, that uh, a number of working groups have contributed to. Um, I've contributed probably... I don't know, maybe 500 terms that we use inside the bank um, for tracking, for monitoring, and reporting purposes. And so, once that list is available, then um, you know, software developers can start using that to, um, uh, you know, put the data that they uh, export to us in uh, this common format that we'll be able to absorb, essentially through an API uh, that. Will be um, set up to accept uh, data in the Orange Button taxonomy, and then uh, that API will be essentially the bridge um, between uh, you know data that exists outside the bank's firewall and our systems inside the bank's firewall. And so that API will you know accept data in the Orange Button taxonomy form, and then bring it into our firewall and put it into our database.
0: And all of your assets are U.S. or not?
2: Yes, they're all okay. they're all U.S. because we're tax equity investors. So we um, the assets have to be inside the United States to um, qualify for the investment tax credit and accelerated depreciation.
0: So the t- the orange button is is going to relate only to the United States. Just no. just for for our, for our listeners, is is it's applicable globally or it's only the U.S.?
2: Yeah, no, it's applicable globally. Um, in fact, it's uh, it's based on a taxonomy um, that was originally developed for the Securities and Exchange Commission um, to standardize U.S. GAAP accounting, uh, and using a platform called XBRL, which stands for I think it stands for Extensible Business Resource Language, and so um, we're using the same platform as US GAAP accounting, this XBRL platform. And what's interesting about XBRL is that that same platform uh, is now used uh, internationally for multiple uh, taxonomies that apply to different countries' accounting systems, um, different countries' um, like business systems, like government business systems. So it's, it's used internationally already. Uh, the other thing to note is that XBRL itself, like if there are software developers listening to this, you know they and they know XBRL. They'll probably know that is it's a it's a version of XML, um, which is a a very common um, way to exchange data. But it is kind of like an like uh, some would say an old fashioned way of exchanging data. Um, and so another goal of the orange button initiative is to um, to convert the the uh, orange button taxonomy um, from XBRL to JSON, uh, and JSON is a modern, um, a, a much more modern way of exchanging data that um, is far less processor intensive. And so, um, for the software developers listening out there, it's not just going to be in XML; it's also going to be in JSON.
0: And we can see how I mean you can just start to get a glimpse of how incredibly impactful that will be, right yeah I mean it I mean, I, I can hear you cheering over there
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely, you know I think I mean particularly as we see i mean i I suspect that we will see um, kind of a reduction in the number of utility scale projects in the coming years um, as the investment tax credit um, sunsets you know from thirty percent down to ten percent. And uh, But I think we're going to continue to see a, a huge ramp up in distributed generation, uh, solar power projects, so rooftop and, and uh, parking canopies and whatnot. And that's, um, you know, Bluebird New Energy Finance also thinks this is going to be the case. Uh, and I think as we move away, you know, from you, these, these individual giant utility scale projects, which are great, um, into this world where we have many hundreds – Thousands, even tens of thousands of just distributed generation projects. We're going to need this sort of um, common data infrastructure in order to uh, do both project finance and performance and monitoring the performance through portfolio management of these projects. So I think without uh, you know the common data infrastructure that the Orange Button Initiative. Will provide. Um, we're not going to be able to essentially respond to the demand for um, project finance in the, in the distributed generation category.
0: Well, and we haven't even discussed storage and microgrids and all of that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So, so Yeah, we're trying won't... to get some. We're trying to get data for energy storage systems in there, um, or, uh, in the near term. Um, so I'm, hope- I'm hopeful that that will occur as well. But right now, it's just focused on it, on um, on solar.
0: And Joe, how you you brought up the whole issue of silos and um, how there's all these different platforms and they don't work together. How do you see? Let's kind of stay on this orange button theme a little bit longer. How do you see that orange button data helping to overcome uh, those the kinds of issues that you started us off with?
1: yeah uh today uh we we've had to build our own uh, custom platform to manage the uh, the business, but uh, that platform uh needs to integrate uh, one way or another. A lot of it is uh, manually with uh, the other platforms that we work with, whether they're financial or or monitoring systems or or whatever. Uh, and part of the, uh, the problem there is uh, mapping uh, data fields. Um, it, it's easy to say an inverter is an inverter, um, but uh, orange button is a, a whole lot more than just uh, this is an inverter made by such and such manufacturer of a model, such and such. All of the characteristics of the inverter that are important to the asset manager uh, the EPC, the owner, uh, warranty companies, uh, providers, uh, and so on, also come along with the uh, the inverter identification, um, and that uh, having that taxonomy identified, defined, so that everybody's using it the same way, eliminates our need to uh, have to map uh, everything together because it's essentially already mapped. Now we can start using the, uh, the data from the systems, if that's done ahead of time. Um, a couple of things on the uh, uh, international portability of the, uh, uh, the data, the, the taxonomy. Um, this isn't a new standard that's being developed. The taxonomy is a uh, conglomeration of uh, uh, data uh, definitions from existing standards. A lot of those are international standards, such as from the IEC. Uh, so we're, we're actually trying to make the taxonomy something that would be universal uh, throughout the world. Uh, we can't dictate that that can be done, but if we, if we use uh, um, standards and specifications that are uh, pretty much standardized for the world, we feel that that uh, at least helps it get there. There was a little bit of talk about distributed uh, generation uh, resources, hundreds or thousands of uh, uh, systems and, and other assets. Um, there's, and there's a whole new business of uh, DER aggregation uh, and management of those assets, not as a, uh, in each individual asset, not as a, uh, a financial uh, concern, but more as a, uh, a service to the grid and to utility companies as well as the customers. If there's no standardization um, developed before those management tools are built, uh, my concern is that there's going to be a whole lot of uh, miscommunication uh, in trying to uh, manage aggregated uh, uh, systems, aggregated VERS in the industry. And it'll hold back the development of that business. So I, I think that's another huge area that uh, we have a chance to get it right if we uh, if we consider that going into it.
0: Excellent. And Lax, let's uh, hear from your point of view from the developer, the side of the electrics that's involved with software development. Well, how you see the whole orange button uh, uh, data stream impacting your business?
3: Um, the the biggest impact it'll have for us is that now we know uh, we will know what what kind of taxonomy we should follow in providing the data. Today, um, all of our reports are customizable. So, if you have multiple uh, power plants developed by multiple different EPCS with different uh, monitoring systems, we still provide a uniform report but um, that is based upon what the uh, asset uh, owner wants to see or the financing entity wants to see. Um, But with the taxonomy like the orange button, it'll help us kind of streamline that a little bit better and say, you know, to make my life easier because then I won't have to give five different reports to five different um, uh, plant owners, (laughs) you know. Uh, I can simply say, this is the taxonomy. This is how everybody wants it reported. Here you are. So that makes things much more uniform. Hmm.
0: Well, gentlemen, this has been a fascinating turn on our discussion around uh, from the InterSolar Asset Management event. Thank you, Joe Cunningham, John Previtali, and Lack Sampeth for creating this panel discussion, if you will, here on the Solar O&M Insider Thank you, listeners, for joining us for the session uh, for this session on solar performance management, which uh, dove right into the orange button information. Uh, you can access more information about the SunSpec Alliance at Sunspec.org and InterSolar North America at intersolar.us. Uh, on the blog post, we'll also put up links for the orange button information. Uh, you can email us at marketing at to send us your ideas for topics and guests for the series. I'm Glenna Wiseman. The Solar ONM Insider Podcast Series is brought to you by Electries at Electrice dot com.